Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley, and this is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a Newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. This is season four, episode 14, Goodbye, Iowa. Goodbye, Iowa. Oh, I, I forgot again. How did I always forget? Goodbye, Iowa is terrible to spell. You should goodbye, not try spelling Iowa. it. It's I mean, great I to take say. the Y-E off of goodbye and put Iowa. The Y-E? Really? Ah, uh, because I left the Y in there but took the E <laughs> off. So you put Y-I-O-W. No, Y-O-W. You took so the I, took I the, off. Yeah, Yoa. <laughs> Good God. Well, anyways, original date, February 15th, 2000. Aw, Valentine's. This is not a Valentine's episode. This is a weird fucking episode. This is a weird fucking episode. It uh, introduces some important things, but it's very Riley heavy. And I don't know that that's a good thing. We've seen good Riley heavy episodes. We'll talk about all of the things that make this like a special snowflake in a way that (laughs) snowflakes don't want to be special generally. Because the entire way through, I was like, is this is this just me? Am I like, did I have a stroke recently and I didn't I can't parse narrative structure anymore? Is maybe this is normal television and I just can't tell. No, it just, it's a strange one, this one. All right, well, where do we start? Oh, right where we left off. Right, so Mags is dead. <gasps> She's what? He's a 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 what? He was what? She's what? He's a music man. Yeah, horribly murdered by her creation slash son, Adam, who calls yeah, her Yeah, we're still mother. doing that. Mm-hmm. This whole weird mother aspect to all of this shit. Right. And Giles must be so fucking smug now that Mags <laughs> turned out to be completely evil. <laughs> like, he's yeah. not showing it in the first scene, but when he learns that Maggie Walsh was completely evil, you're like, oh, Giles, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. Redemption. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was a horrid bitch, a fishwife. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta, you gotta imagine that he's feeling pretty vindicated. And I mean, like, do you find it strange that Spike is a just like fucking chilling with them, participating in the conversation, and talking about Riley as if he has some insight into Buffy's relationship? (laughs) He's like sowing some seeds of suspicion by Spike, and it's all very alliterative. But you're like, why do you give a shit about the entire thing? And then he just, is this when he gets up and leaves in the middle of the day? No. And you're like, okay. Because still. first, oh, that's Riley, Riley has to up. show up and see him and be like, hey, right. that's Hostile 17. Is but anyways, Anya looking that's later. way different this episode or is it just me? I didn't notice, but maybe is her hair a bit different? I think her, because her hair has gone through such a spectrum of colors this season. Yeah, that's true. And like Willow's got weird hair today too. So mm-hmm. maybe they like went in a new hair direction. So they're talking about Rifi. He's not there yet, but maybe Buffy has some questions about his involvement in the whole thing. Xander at one point mentions that that's why they call it the secret forces. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they goddamn, no one's ever called it that before in their lives. No one has said secret forces until this moment, Xander. He has soldier knowledge. I don't know if you remember. There was this episode. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, the re- 
real question here is, does Riley know or was he in the dark? And it seems it seems weird that he wouldn't know any of this, possibly, because he's pretty important in the Inquisition. But then the flip side of that is that Riley is a terrible liar, which they've seen multiple times. Yeah. But then is he just playing a really long game where he pretends to be a bad liar, but stuff that doesn't like actually matter? Or it's the secret military, so they're going to have secrets even from each other. And of fucking course, they have secret things that Riley doesn't know about. I don't know. Sure. Whatever. There's questions. Questions. And then we cut from Giles asking what Mags could have possibly been hiding to (laughs) Adam escaping from a fake-ass looking forest set that... What are they even doing? It's like the world's most suspicious door. It's so suspicious. Like, anyone who stumbles across this door is going to be like, huh, wonder where this leads. (laughs) Definitely not secret underground (laughs) base is just pasted above it. (laughs) Right? Go all in on it, guys. Ah, Then they'll think, oh, definitely not a secret underground base there. No. Yeah. Why would they? Yeah. But Adam's bringing the spook factor. You know, he's a creepy... Biomechanical demonoid, I think is the (laughs) correct term. (laughs) I'm a kinematically redundant biomechanical demonoid. He says it later. (laughs) Yeah, I think that is very accurate. Yeah, that's what he Uh, is. I'm just always going to call him that. It's so cumbersome. Mm. Oh, man. Yeah. And we'll get to fully what a biomechanical (laughs) demonoid is much later on. Oh, yeah. Holy heck. Okay, so we throw the credits off of that, and then Ryfi shows up at the G-Man's place, and oh, he sees Spike again, and he recognizes him this time, and Spike tries to do the funny accent that he did before, and then just says, fuck it, I'm gonna leave in the middle of the goddamn day to go back to my crypt, question mark, which is also sunny. It's sunny in this room. Apparently, <laughs> holding a coat over your head is enough to just run through the sun. They give zero fucks. Zero just, fucks are given. They realized it's too difficult to have Spike be a main character and have this whole sunlight thing be a problem. But why is he hanging out at G-Man's place in the first... Uh, I don't what know. is he doing there? That's such a good question. It makes zero sense. God, who let him in? Why? Yeah. No, it's and- very silly. <laughs> And, like, this is the question I was asking last episode. I think it was last episode. Mm-hmm. Where, what, why, why are they protecting Spike? <laughs> I, I understand that it's complicated, blah, blah, blah. But I think Riley is, like, making a good point when mm-hmm. he's sort of like, you know we've been looking for this guy. I talk about it all the time. And you've <laughs> actively lied to me about it probably many times at this point. Yes. Yeah, he's right to feel betrayed. And Buffy's just like, no, your feelings don't matter right now. What matters is we need to talk about other things. Like, she's got valid feelings, too. You know what? She was nearly killed by Mags and wants to know if Riley had something to do with it. But that's not like a get-out-of-jail-free card for also lying a lot to Riley. No. No. Wi-Fi floats this theory that I quite like, that something was, like, controlling Mags to make her turn crazy. Because that's a great show. That's exactly what we were talking about last episode. She just went off the fucking rails. She was like calling Riley Riley rather than Agent Finn and talking about him like she, he was her son and just doing all this weird shit that we had not seen before. It was absolutely like she got a new personality last episode. <laughs> so Riley being like, maybe something did like bitter or is controlling her or something happened. You're like, yeah, that's a really good shout, man. It is, and she's the head person 
in an organization that is trying to capture and study demons. So sure, some spooky demon guy, spooky warlock guy is probably Mm going to target her. I love it. I love this as his solution to why she acted the way she did. And let's bring everything from last episode back. The reason that Riley's going crazy now and Mags went crazy just last episode and the Scoobies are all fine is because they were eating all those fucking boost bars that Xander was pushing. (laughs) They were inoculating them and then Xander was behind it or like Xander's supplier was behind the whole thing and he was inoculating certain portions of the population but not the military dudes. Anyway, I think that's a great theory and it really gets borne out through a lot of this. It's almost as if you're so desperate for the boost bars <laughs> to be relevant. Or ever be mentioned again. Or, or ever some be explanation mentioned of again? Them. God. Huh. Yeah, these these two episodes both have a pretty strange tone happening. What is going on? They're a very strange, like, mid-season misstep. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of missteps, Adam shows up in some place <sighs> and kills a little kid. Because, you know, Adam doesn't know who or what he is and what is this thing? Oh, it's a boy. How does he work? I don't know. It just works. And then kills him, of course, because that's the thing to do when so this you're is, a... there's a couple things going on here. Bio-cybernetic demonoid. <laughs> Biomechanical demonoid. Mm. <laughs> so... First of all, I don't, I'm not saying that this child actor deserved to have his character die. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to be really clear. on the show anymore. <laughs> Ever again. Right. I hate him. But but let's put that to the side. So mm-hmm. this is very, I don't know how familiar you are with Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yes. But this is sort of what happens right after Fan- Frankenstein's monster escapes from yeah. the lab, right? He finds the little girl, I think, mm-hmm. and they, they talk and he doesn't understand what he is, blah, blah, blah. So they're doing mm-hmm. a bit of that. And then at the same time, they're like, just in case you wondered whether or not Adam is super evil, <laughs> he's gonna here kill you go. Kid. Yeah. He's going to brutally murder this child. So Which is he's interesting, definitely cause... the bad guy. Frankenstein really kind of leaves it open a bit more with the monster because he just didn't comprehend. And then once he started learning things, anyway, I got Well, that's a whole, that's a very different story, right? That's very different. This is just like, oh, we get it, guys. We've made a Frankenstein monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And maybe the, like, his, like, different reaction to the child that he finds. Because I think Frankenstein's monster tries to, like, play with the kid and then accidentally throws her in a pond or some shit. (laughs) Yeah. Wacky guy. (laughs) Wacky guy. Good times. (laughs) So Giles has had to stoop to holing up in the dank hole that is Xander's basement. (laughs) He is so horrified that they're having Xander basement camp out. Oh, God. As they should be. As he should be. Yeah, it's bad times and everything is awful in Xander's basement. (laughs) It really is. Uh, Giles did not sleep well last night. They're like hiding out here because maybe the initiative in general is after them and Xander's place is good to not get found because they don't really know that Buffy hangs out with Xander much. Well, none of them have ever been to Xander's place, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Like they've been, they know where Buffy and Willow are. They know where Giles lives. (laughs) Riley definitely knows. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. But I... Like, as far as the places that they frequent go, the sets mm-hmm. that they have, let's just call it what it is. Right. This one does make the most sense of being the least conspicuous. Yeah, for sure. 
I get that. And whatever, the girls are up early. They're watching some cartoons and having a quick chat about boy trubs. Uh, Anya is very clear that Buffy cannot have Xander, which is, you know, that's funny. It's funny. She constantly insists that Buffy cannot have Xander. Xander is taken. I think they're finding Anya's voice a lot mm-hmm. more. Like with each episode, she starts to sound more like Anya to me. Mm-hmm. Because bef- the the first few episodes that like her and Xander were together, she would get a line or two, but it would never be as bluntly Anya as I wanted it to be. So this makes me very happy. Right. And just as they finish up having their chat about boy trubs, we <gasps> come in for, to our first segment, Timely Television. <laughs> Hey, Bed, why are you doing the whole song? You wouldn't turn the radio on at the exact moment of the most pertinent news broadcast. It's too coincidental. <laughs> Listen, I feel like we've complained about this and we just, we wash our hands of it by saying that this is how things need to be. And this is not the only time this is going to happen in this episode. <laughs> so it's especially egregious here for a couple reasons. So timely television, you know, they're... The main characters happen to turn the TV on just at the right time for the uh, audience to be informed about things. And exposition-wise, this is the least of the episode's crimes. Mm, Oh, yeah. But the way it's executed, where Xander totters down the stairs carrying a tray of breakfast goods. Right. And he says, girls, girls, you have to turn on the television right now. And you're like, okay, but what? what's the order of operations here? You were upstairs making breakfast. You saw this happen on TV, so you finished piling up the tray, grabbed the tray, walked carefully but quickly over to the stairs, carefully but quickly down them, and then ter- told the girls to turn on the TV, which was just playing cartoons. And then when you turn it on again, it's now a horrifyingly descriptive news report about a child's death that mentions several details that should not be in there. And you're like, what is happening with this episode? Because even if it was like a special report, you don't interrupt the cartoons to be like, children who were just watching these cartoons, a boy was horribly mutilated. One of your potential friends has just been horribly murdered. (laughs) There are so many parts of this that are just bizarre in a way like that suggests that the people making it don't know what a narrative is. I don't, uh, I'm done. I'm defeated by this episode in several ways, but let's, let's just move on. (laughs) I think we had a a little thing of the, the scientist man. He has a name. (laughs) Mr. Scientist. Mr. Scientist. Mm-hmm. Uh, slipping in Mags's blood, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good blood watch. That is good blood watch. It's true. There's some. There's some. Actually, there's like a lot of good blood watch in this episode. Mm-hmm. And yes, so he's the one to horribly discover that she has been murdered. Right, murder and most then, foul. Don't you think about the fact that Adam had to leave this room? Get to question mark area that's connected to that door. All the while. No one sees him. He's so stealthy, Michaela. He can literally disappear from a locked room that has possibly only one other entrance. The vents here. The ventilation system is on point. <laughs> it's huge and they go everywhere. He's he's so big. The That's idea so big. that he would fit in a vent 
He escaped through the vent. Like that's <laughs> it's like, bananas. At the, the end of the episode, would never do that. The, the end of the episode would never just goes do up. That. He just goes up out of frame, and then he's gone. There's a vent. <laughs> okay, so yes, Mags is known to be dead. Rifi is really sad about this, and of course, Forrest is there. So, what's uh, he gonna do? He's insubordinate. He's misogynistic, and he suggests that Buffy worst. staked Mags. He like, just is the absolute <laughs> worst. He's suggesting that Buffy staked Mags as Riley's floating this like polka demon idea, right? Like, because this thing either was a stake going into Mags, or maybe the polka demon stabbed her. And then Mister Scientist is like lurking around waiting for this to happen before he's like oh um a polka demon may have escaped last night like uh, it's hard to say it was being kept in this room though and i mean forest is just like oh no i still hate buffy she was probably still connected to this in some unspecified way for no reason and like i understand that he's angry blah 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 he's trying to pin this on buffy but like a polka demon wound and a steak wound mm. i don't know man they're both vaguely circular but, but you like, go all the way through with the Pokemon. differences, right? And all how would through. Buffy have gotten in here? There's so many cameras. She doesn't have the clearance. You have access logs too, right? Oh like you know God. where people were. Yeah. Oh, did you did you love that the I think the only line Graham gets in this episode? Mm-hmm. He he gets to like come in and be like Professor Wallace is dead. <laughs> Poor Graham. <laughs> Hey, man, they gave him the heaviest emotional line they had. They're like, here you go, buddy. Throw you a bone. Oh, poor guy. Yo, yo. Oh, I missed it. Did you Mm -hmm. like the continuity? The Giles continuity? What? Did you see the mark of Igon on his arm? No. It was there. The tattoo. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not notice that. That's awesome. Because he was wearing like a pretty short sleeve shirt. And there it was. There's the mark of Igon. Who remembered that shit, man? I don't yeah. know. I like to think it was Tony himself. Yeah, I think Tony might have done that. He was like, give me this fucking Mark of Igon, man. Yeah. Character's gotta have it. Hell yeah. Uh, I think the reason that Forrest is being such a jag right now is... Huh? <laughs> I think it might be because he's in love with Riley. <laughs> Interesting. It explains everything. First really off, does. Oh my god, he's why so he jealous hates of women, Buffy. Why he's so jealous of Buffy. Why he would do anything to drive Buffy and Riley apart. And why when, like, Buffy gets to be Riley's number two, he's so bitchy about it. Right, because he's so ashamed of his homosexuality that he's fueling it into misogynistic rage. But this is the problem. We did this with Larry. We like, did this with Larry. literally been done on this show. Uh. <sighs> So, like, fun theory, but also, no, he's a just a that jag. Happened. Yeah. Mm. No, but, yeah, this is the problem, is that Forrest is just garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Such garbage that he can't even find a vampire in a, <laughs> in a brightly mausoleum. lit mausoleum. A, so much sunlight in here still. No. B, how did Spike get this corpse on top of him in the whatever casket thing that he's in and There's perfectly arrange questions. it? It's okay. just... It's all, and then, like, Spike gets barely anything to do with this episode, which is very strange. His arc in this episode is really weird. Doesn't go anywhere. Oh, no, at the end he gets some stuff. Uh, Sort of. He gets beat up by some demons for being not, like, being a demon hunter. Which, there should be some sort of repercussions for that. 
Because, you know, he's just killing demons willy-nilly. Of course, uh, willy the nilly. Gonna, uh, uh. of course the demons are going to be mad that like and not want to hang out with them. But do you cram that in this episode when you're already doing like 12 different plot lines? I would argue nay. Nay, sir. Well, you'd be wrong. I would be so wrong. <laughs> or maybe and... you're the one who's right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> then I like this. I'm already being like this episode just feels super weird. Riley and Buffy go to the crime scene to have a weird scene there, and I have we a come lot of questions to our Dropbox. So you've yes. got bandana nonsense, and I've got neckline, and they're right, both because... the same Buffy outfit. <laughs> but we were focusing on different aspects of it. Yeah, I mean, I I saw the bandana and I was horrified by it, but the neckline where you've got uh, Buffy's got this turtleneck on, so like her neck is covered. And then yeah. a leather jacket that has no collar at all. So it just meets up with the bottom of the turtleneck. And it's like, it's amazing. But mm-hmm. it has to be worn with a turtleneck. That, or it like, looks crazy, down. right? Or it looks yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then you've got this bandana, which just makes her look like a faux biker in a weird way. From this just this outfit, you're like, what is this bandana doing here? It's insane. And then mm-hmm. later on, when the bandana becomes a mild plot device, uh, yeah. then you're sort of like, I don't accept this, but maybe now I understand at least why she was wearing one. But like, it doesn't really even match. It's orange and purpley pink, and she's wearing like a dark red turtleneck. Mm-hmm. It's super weird. And she has really dark jeans on, I think. And they're pretty momish. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. Uh, well, we don't have enough stuff happening this episode, Michaela. I'm not sure if you knew. So let's get some Tara and Willow in here. Because fuck it. <laughs> Gotta have more more people doing random shit that basically don't matter. This could have mattered. This seems like a good idea. Sure. Maybe. I- I don't know. When you make a map of Sunnydale and you There's reveal where so the many... demonic presences are, it's yeah. like, oh, there are 5,000. But no, the different types of demons each have a different color. Sure. And he's a biomechanical demonoid. so Which is he's... chartreuse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he'll be the only chartreuse dot. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, sure, totally the Tara reasonable. Willow stuff, it sets up a thing about Tara that I don't remember but sure like that's gonna go someplace it's just unnecessary in this episode and uh, yeah yeah and it i don't know i don't think like it doesn't help the episode and i don't think it helps this relationship at all yeah i don't know tara's part's insane as always yep and willow's talking about magic and being like oh i love doing magic with you and not just the magic of course i mean i love talking to you too but the magic is just magical like that spell we did last night oh my god yeah right (laughs) but hey it's a a euphemism it's willie's place willie's got a new look he doesn't deal on both sides of the street anymore sort of almost kind of he's straight and narrow (laughs) just he's not willie the snitch he's just willie now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we'll see how that goes he's not brave so no. it's not gonna really hold up for him i do like seeing buffy just punch him once and like the whole drama around him saying <laughs> no i'll never tell you nothing <laughs> and then she just clocks him and he's like oh, i did not need to be that hard i really like they gave willie a lot to do a lot to do way more than and... we've seen from him before 
like arguably more than they gave Spike to do in mm-hmm. this episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More impactful things to do than Spike gets. That's for sure. Spike gets like four smallish things, yeah. none of which are impactful, really. No. Uh-huh. But no, yeah. we love Willie. I'm very happy to see Willie always. But then Riley comes in and he's going like Ugh. super crazy. He's just sweating so much. <laughs> he's, he's just covered. He's damp. Oh, <laughs> moist. Yeah. Yeah, it's all bad. I mean, he's him or shaking. Angel, right? Which mm. one gets wetter when they're sick? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's a solid sheen on both of them. And like later on, he's going to look pretty haggard. You're a wizard, Harry. I like it. It seems like a tie, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> They're both just so damp. They are. Uh. They very much are. Anyway, he's super crazy. He like might shoot someone because he doesn't know what's going on anymore. And you're like, oh, what could be causing him to go crazy shortly after Maggie Walsh died? We don't know. Yeah. Well, Part of it is for sure that he stayed out all night and didn't Mm -hmm. eat any of his Inquisition-issued food or Mm -hmm. take his issued vitamins. Right. Because last episode, there was like a whole little bit about his vitamin alarm going off, right? And Buffy's like, oh, ha ha, you're so wholesome. Right. Vitamins are drugs, Buffy. I mean, steroids, right? You gotta get woke. Oral steroids? Is that even a thing? I don't fucking know how you do steroids, man. Sure. So Xander's got this shirt on it that says, I heart dirt. <laughs> yes, over and it's got and over. this, like, at least five times written yeah, at least. just on the, sh- it's otherwise a normal three-quarter length sleeve shirt. And you're like, yeah. why? He what? hearts dirt. Guys. I don't know. People are yeah. wearing some crazy things this episode. Like, real insane. And it is not bringing the mood of the episode into a more normal place. No. And, like, I really, I just hate Willow's hair. I I don't know. They've done more of a straightened it and, like, kind of gone in at the bottom. Can't go it's out. Really, no, can't go in. You gotta go out. Gotta flip it's, out. It's soccer mom-ish, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that it's it's shorter, too, and it's just all, it's all real bad. Oh, and, like, the cat. bright red. God, the bright red never stops. <laughs> oh, <Okay>. Jesus. <laughs> like, why? She's a redhead, guys. Give her a break. <sighs> Poor girl. So, Michaela... I <laughs> was a foolish younger human. <laughs> I what know. was it? Five weeks ago, six, something like <laughs> that. I was talking about how we mm. were done with this military nonsense. Sure seemed and how like it, yeah. Them having this entire bit where they just talk about how useless Xander is militarily now seemed to be a good send off for it. But no, they just remembered is what was happening there. They were like, oh, he is military. And these Inquisition people are also military. This is going to be so useful for him. So useful. So he's going to go with Buffy and they're going to break into the Inquisition because he's got military knowledge. And you're like, no, he doesn't. (laughs) Anya even tries to be like, no, he doesn't, actually. (laughs) It's just, it's so played out. And how much more are they gonna try to get from it they got another half season i think this might be the last one uh, i don't want to make any promises because god knows i'll just be wrong yeah you're such a liar but like his his military knowledge it does nothing in this episode it, no. it adds no value zero value is added like he knows about secret forces and there might be something else that he's like, oh, military knowledge coming in here. But I don't know, man. 
I, I don't think so. Yeah, anyway. and oh, Riley has gone really kind of off the oh yeah shaky, right. sweaty, deep end. Yeah. Luckily, though, Buffy has a bandana handy to tie around his injured hand. Because he's been scratching at it too much. A little bit of blood watch, maybe. Yeah, there's a little bit. And he's just, he's sitting there and he's worried, like, are we the baddies, you know? Hands. Are we the baddies? (laughs) (laughs) Who knows, man? Who knows? No, you guys are straight dope. It's great. It's fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Tara and Willow have their last scene where Tara, like, steals some of the magic dust because some reason that I don't remember but is going to come up later and the spell doesn't work. I know. Well, it's pretty obvious in this scene that she doesn't really want to cast this spell but kind of goes along with it because Willow wants to. Mm-hmm. And then does the most conspicuous <laughs> dust hiding thing I've ever seen. Luckily, Willow's eyes were closed for the whole thing. Like, how detailed of a map does she think they're going to get out of this? Right? I mean, it's just a rectangle. Yeah. Yeah. This rectangle I... is Sunnydale. We'll find Adam within it. Like, no, you fucking... You don't have any landmarks. Whatever. So, it fails, but I probably would have failed anyways. Everything's fucking weird. The episode is this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Buffy is rocking the librarian look, and Xander has what I'm going to charitably describe as a dollar store army outfit on. (laughs) He's making everything worse by being here. He's so conspicuous. He's so conspicuous. And it brings up a thing, because when I first watched this, I thought that Buffy magically got a lab coat on from like Mm. nowhere, just between scenes, which is where the lab coat.png comes in. (laughs) No, she shows up in it No, No, she shows up holding it. Which, if you open up lab coat PNG, you'll see her holding it with the librarian look, and then the next scene is her walking out of the elevator wearing it. And sure, she put it on in the elevator. She didn't want to look conspicuous wandering around in a lab coat in a dorm. But Xander's still there, doing Uh, his dollar store army man thing. Just the most conspicuous. Like, that's not helping things, guys. Nope. So, what is and then xander's like oh no people approaching us kiss me buffy and you're like this brings up so many things that we thought we were done with like i yeah and i i want to say that that moment is a very poorly timed and poorly executed joke because if it's xander trying to hit on buffy then I just hate everything. Xander's getting the worst jokes to tell this season. He is a genuinely funny actor. Yeah. And but he even... is given boost bars and Buffy kissing. Well, and before they, they when they go to get in the, in the elevator, Buffy's like, oh, it's going to scan my retina. And then Xander gets all grossed out. Oh my god. What did she say? Retinal scan? Yeah, retinal scan. And he's like, I don't Uh, need to see that. And she's like, retinal. Yeah, right? That is a garbage joke. Yeah, it's a terrible goddamn joke. And just nothing else to do. Why, Xander, why? Riley wakes up and he's super (sighs) cray. Like, he's more cray (laughs) than he used to be. And he tosses Willow around. Now, I know I rag on him, but he's doing a pretty good job being cray. Oh yeah. yeah, he's doing a good job with it. He's like, bringing it. I just, I think I don't really care that he's Cray. I don't know why the actor 
felt the need to take on such a weird fake name for this role. Like, Lucas, <laughs> come on, no one's buying that. And your normal name, it's not like this is tainting your acting record, right? I just you feel don't like have to I go need, by an alias. I need to look up his, like, Wikipedia page <laughs> to see. No, this is an, ent- an entirely separate identity that he's taken on. <laughs> He's going to have fabricated a backstory for it, too. He will have been Mark Blucas since birth. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, he's super crazy. And then, I mean, the worst exposition, most concentrated exposition, the the crimiest exposition that we're going to see from Buffy the Vampire Slayer for a good long <laughs> while happens. Oh, God. This is, like, is this even the worst exposition in the episode? Oh, I, I guess, oh man, Adam does have some pretty terrible stuff, but nothing as concentrated as the scientists talking about how Riley hasn't taken the meds that are in all of their food and he's still not been recovered and they're super worried about him because these drugs keep them sane and if people don't show up soon, they go really crazy and you're like, guys, just fucking stop. Stop. The longer they go without their meds, everyone's off their schedules because of the professor's death. It's dangerous. I don't want to think about the damage our guys could do under the stress of withdrawal, especially since they won't understand what's happening to them. These guys don't know they've been getting meds through their food, so we better get them in here stat. We've located all but a few. The last ones were in pretty bad shape, but we stabilized them. But Finn wasn't one of them, right? No. Find him. He's the one I care about. He's too important to the work to lose now. Indeed. It is literally every single thing they wanted to know. (laughs) And they just happen to be right there, right when they're talking about it. You're right, this is worse than Adam. It's awful. Oh, God, it pains me how fast it is. Because I can cut in the entire (sighs) thing. It's not like... (laughs) I will not threaten fair use by throwing the entire thing in. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so Buffy goes to interrogate Mr. Scientist, who we don't need to know his last his actual name because he's no, gonna be dead it's soon. True. I mean he might be a doctor. We can call him Doctor Scientist. Doctor Scientist, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Rifi shows up while she's threatening Doctor Scientist and again looking super cray. He okay, and Buffy wait. Yeah. How did he get there so fast? <laughs> well, he's got that he's sickness energy. <laughs> like Buffy Everything's left very well close in together. advance. Well in advance of him. Yeah, but she had to be sneaky. Oh, and he just rifies right on in. Through the secret passage, no doubt. (laughs) 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 So, there are so many weird things to this. Because he and Buffy have like a quick verbal scrap. And then suddenly it's revealed that there's this weird catwalk thing in the same room. Like the records room that they're in. (laughs) That is elevated up in the ceiling. And Adam's just there, and you're like, where did you where did you come from? Why is that catwalk up there? What is this place? And worse, he throws some hapless soldier's body off the where, catwalk. Why was that guy up there? And if that guy was up there and he just stood around and did nothing while Buffy was threatening Dr. Scientist. Oh my he's, god, I didn't he's think garbage. <laughs> Maybe he was being killed that entire time? Or he was no dead one the whole time? Up? And Adam was waiting for his moment to be dramatic? Oh, 
And then it gets worse because we come into our next segment. Don't copy that floppy. Did I hear you right? Did I hear you saying that you're gonna make a copy of a game without paying? Come on, guys. I thought you knew better. Don't copy that floppy. Huh? I thought you were gonna be so excited about his floppy disk t- chest computer. <laughs> <laughs> He's, it's the year two fucking thousand. He's got a what? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I ha- okay, I have a theory about this. Good, hit me. Okay, so he is a biomechanical demonoid. Hell right? yeah. He has a triply redundant digestive system because okay, humans, right. computers, and demons all eat different things. What do computers eat? <laughs> that they was eat my floppy disks. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> this is a well-known computer fact. I'm a computer man. I know this very well. So Adam has this floppy drive that is mounted in his chest and you're like, where's your heart? But don't even think about that because he takes a bunch of fucking floppy disks out of his pocket and feeds them one by one into this thing and it just eats them. And then he knows the information and Michaela, I can't stop. My voice is just going higher, but I swear, last episode, this show was enjoyable, and it made a lick of sense. And now, now. Honestly, when he could just continue to feed those floppies in, and you're thinking, isn't there already one in there? Isn't that how this works? (laughs) You're right. Computers eat floppy disks as their food source. So his mechanical half, because he's half robot, half demon, half human. So his robot half. He's not three halves. He is three halves. Look, he's so big. (laughs) He's like, at most, I feel like he's an eighth human. He is majority demon. He's got a lot of robot. Yeah, I guess. But, like, the only human portion you can see is the, like, upper part of his head. That's also, true. Because humans are I garbage. Point out, well, no. Why would you want him to be a human? Yeah. Someone, I'm gonna go with Megs because it makes the most sense, put gel in Adam's hair. Ooh. So that it's all nice. And either... So it, Megs makes at least a bit of sense. Dr. Scientist is a pretty funny visual. Adam doing his own hair? Also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is good. And it kind of brings me down from don't copy that floppy. But, like, I'm still on that precipice. Listen, we're almost through this. The next episode is going to be good. The next one is going to be good. I promise. What what happened to this episode? What happened to it? This episode is bananas, okay? It's so crazy. So... Riley and Xander and Buffy all get the shit kicked out of them to varying degrees. Riley gets, like, a bit stabbed, whatever. But yeah. Dr. Scientist does get full-on murdered. He dies in the same way as Megs, his mentor yeah. and secret paramour. Right? That's the only Head logical cannon. conclusion, yep. yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Do you Did you love when Adam just karate chopped the shit out of Buffy? <laughs> his... <laughs> Fighting style in the amount of prosthetics he has is necessarily restrained. Uh, so it's fun. He was giving me some good Terminator fighting, honestly. Just yeah. a lot of fucking throwing people. He's really strong. So he just smacks people around a bit. And then 
Yeah, escapes lively through a vent. Oh, God. (laughs) I do love that Buffy, the Slayer, and Riley, a super soldier, both go up against Adam. And they're, like, trying to punch him and kick him and stuff, and it's not working. And Xander's like, oh, no, my two friends are down. Here, I'm helping! (laughs) And, like, dives in towards him. And you're like, no, what are you going to do? It's a mistake. Grab a fire extinguisher. Knock him over the head. Xander gets lucky in the fact that Adam just decides to lightly toss him, where he basically kicked Ryfi across the entire oh, room. Oh man, that was a great kick! Yeah. <laughs> it went so far! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yes, as we noted, Adam escapes lithely up a vent. Slithering, no doubt, <sighs> through the network of vents that he, a over six foot tall biomechanical demonoid oh he's huge he's so huge i think they're i don't know if they're making him look bigger i wonder how tall the actor is i'm gonna look it up but we can come back to it um so yes he escapes just as the command bros heroically break into the room and forest is able to be just horrible to buffy for no reason he's six four he's not even that tall that's pretty tall. That's, <laughs> That's slightly that less tall. tall than me. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to downplay it. <laughs> yeah, but he's got like platform shoes on or something. Probably. Right? He's yeah, he's huge. And yeah. Then... Okay, wait. Did you blow right by the Inquisition training their insanely huge scopes on? Oh Buffy? my god! Oh fuck! I forgot to get a picture of that. Oh my god! That is the craziest <laughs> goddamn shot. Where did they get those guns? They're so big. It's like none of their weapons make any sense. None of them make any goddamn sense. Yeah, that was crazy. That was an insane moment. On top of a pile of an episode that is crazy. And then Spike gets his, like, last thing as he's beaten up by a bunch of demons because he tried to go to Willie's, but oh no, he's a demon hunter now, so he doesn't have anywhere to go and he's got to hang out with the Scoobies from now on. And, like, I sort of like this for Spike's character, but yes, having it at this point in the episode makes no sense. No. It's it's an insane spot for it. Especially since it's cut into two different scenes where we get the one scene of Spike sitting down ordering a drink and then just you see the fist coming for the camera as he's getting punched. Wait, like, 15 minutes and then you get the, the... finale the culmination of this where he's thrown out of the bar and you're like that didn't need to be split up like it doesn't need to be in this episode okay but then buffy and willow are both wearing bananas things and let's take a look at that they're crazy and i think buffy's is crazier buffy's is a hundred percent crazier she has a coral colored so bright pink funnel neck sweater i've i'm new to these terms its arms are bracelet length, which she has embraced by wearing one, two, three, four, five, at least five different bracelets, which I understand. It's a bracelet length sweater, but five bracelets. I don't even know, like, what to call this sweater. Like, I don't think it's a scoop neck sweater, because that's, that's a... I heard funnel neck as, like, a thing that is maybe Is funnel true. neck an actual thing? Like, you I didn't don't... just make this up? No, this was given to me. Funnel neck sweater. Oh, yeah. Funnel neck sweater. But those, these sweaters look normal. Maybe, maybe these sweaters she's just not, do look normal online. Maybe she's not wearing it right. I don't know. It's it's insane. And then yeah, again with the the pinks and oranges. Like her skirt is orange. Skirt is it matches orange. the bracelets. She's got a burgundy purse with this. Yeah, Willow's is so much more normal by comparison. Her hair's yeah. awful and soccer mommy. Oh. But 
like the green long sleeve shirt with the yeah sure crazy like fleur de lis almost <laughs> in pattern oh, yeah. skirt it's weird but it's nothing uh, it doesn't have anything on buffy's outfit which is just and, like, insane i just feel like we're never gonna stop wearing floor length skirts oh no never why would we why would we willow certainly hasn't we I, had mini I skirts before imagine. and now we're going full full length <laughs> what we did a skirt 180 yeah you just you keep seeing the neckline of Buffy's sweater from different angles too, because like she's walking down the steps, so it changes <laughs> angles there, and then it's an over-the-shoulder shot of her, and you're like, "Why? Who? Where?" And okay, and then that's our episode, right? Like, and then oh, we what have are they even our... talking about? It know. doesn't matter. Our sure. button though is it's Rifi, and he's in some weird military hospital. Nothing left to hold on to except. Oh yeah, that they mysteriously left on instead of treating his hand wound. Right. What is it still doing on his hand? It doesn't matter because this fucking episode is done. What a time we had with that. Now, if there's one thing that can make a normal experience weird and a weird experience normal, it's going to be a Teeks review, Michaela. Oh, I wish it would. I want you to hit me up with that. Yeah. So first I'm going to tell you that this episode on IMDb has an average rating of 7.2. That's way higher than it should be. way too high. Uh, Okay. Oh, what do you think this is called? So I'm going to go with the number first, and then I'll tell you what I think it's called. I think Teeks gave this a 7. Mm-hmm. And I think it's called the one... What? God. The (laughs) one with what? The one with what? It's got so many things happening. Oh, yeah. The one with Adam? Yep. There you go. Word for word. Keep it simple. All right. Here we go. I really enjoy this episode. I hate that nearly everyone in the initiative automatically thinks that Buffy killed Maggie and that everyone is taking the word of no one instead of the word of Buffy. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, Teeks. Yep. Uh, in this episode, everyone is scrambling at the initiative, trying to find Maggie's killer. Buffy and Riley still don't trust each other. And when Buffy comes face-to-face with the killer, who she thought was a Polgara demon, she discovers that 314 was actually an experiment. Mm. Part demon, part human, Adam is a killing machine. And half-robot, Teeks. You missed half-robot. Right, I, there's like, the robot thing is really relevant. That whole floppy... <laughs> floppy try. I'm done. <laughs> Overall, I give this episode a 7 out of 10, because my writing's book is great. Your oh my... I am Teeks! <laughs> Your Teeks, that's oh. it. Oh, this is so good. Crack the code. Yeah, that, I mean, and this, it makes sense that Teeks wouldn't really like this episode that much, because it's not fun in any it's not sense fun. of the word. No. <laughs> no. No. Like, there's nothing fun about it on the wiki. I don't have any cool facts for you. I just want to know what went wrong to make this episode happen. Because there's a story. I know there's a story about the like the script that they had to throw out so the last minute thing they pulled together here but it's not monster of the week enough for that to be true well and it's it's a direct continuation of the previous episode we need to introduce adam we need to learn things about him and we need to have riley have this crisis where everything that he thought he knew is crumbling down around him oh man you do have to have it God. So you need all these things, but, like, this has to be the worst way to do them all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I didn't okay. hate this episode. It's just so weird and is... It's incredibly middling. It's a misstep, to be generous. Um, yeah. 
Now, there's a lot of good fashion to choose from. Oh. But if you had to pick a winner oh. fashion-wise, what would you pick? So my gut my gut said pink scoop neck sweater <laughs> thing. And then another part of my brain is like, oh, but Michaela, that bandana turtleneck <laughs> leather jacket combo. Like, how hot was she in that? Was it's she not... Like- dying it's the desert there for <laughs> some reason in, for some reason they're in the desert and she's wearing just so much so many clothes so so many layers where is and this then, desert that's bordering sunny d what's the bandana doing what's the bandana oh it's a tough it's a tough call it really is but you know what i think i have to give it to that fucking bandana outfit yeah i fully accept that yeah yeah because i just the fact that the bandana ends up being like weirdly relevant just makes me angrier, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so then we come to the, what might be the hardest question oh, of all no. in an episode like this. Oh. Who won it? Adam. Oh, Adam did win. Oh god, he's just he's <laughs> slithering through all those pipes just like a snake. He got to see oh, the man. inside of that boy and it was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. He's yep. learning so much about himself. He got so much nutrition from those floppy disks. <laughs> mm, he got to meet his bro, Riley. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He does call out that they're brothers. <sighs> and he gets to wreck literally everyone and then get away scot-free. Scot-free escaping <laughs> from what is nominally a secure military facility. Who's <laughs> to say? It's got... How many secret entrances does it have, though? Because it's got at least three, right? Like, one where Spike escaped, one with the frat house, and then one where Adam escaped. So this guy, this this Adam man, mm-hmm. he theoretically, probably, like, he should know pretty much everything about this facility, yes. I would guess, because Meg's created him to be a weapon for her, yep. and so... She's going to give him information like that, right? Mm -hmm. There were probably just floppy disks. You know, he's going to be hungry right when he woke up. (laughs) That's correct. There's like the building schematics, you know, um, all the vents he can fit in. Oh, God. Um... Floppy disks are so (laughs) non-perishable. Oh, those things last for like months upon months. Right? So, yeah. he Definitely not he, years. I mean, they're floppy disks, but months. He knows everything about this facility inside and out. Yeah, that's true. And Ryfi already disabled the cameras when, like, things were happening. I don't know. Didn't, no, I think Adam did that. Oh, yeah, probably. Because there's no yeah, way that... Yeah, Adam that, did, right. That crazed... No. Sweaty Ryfi was disabling anything. And, or had time to do that. No, he barely had time to make it there. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Adam definitely wins. That's a good call. And everyone else, including us, has lost in our own special way. You know it. (sighs) That was a heck of a thing. I haven't actually asked you whether explicitly you enjoyed this episode. Oh, I I was not looking forward to this. I just didn't want to color your opinion. (laughs) Turns out, didn't need to worry about that. (laughs) It was just the strangest feeling of going mad slowly throughout the entire thing. It's the strangest thing because... Like, once we've gotten a bit of distance from it, all you're going to remember is the sort of couple of major plot points. Because yeah. there are some relevant things in this mess. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to remember all of the nonsense surrounding it <laughs> because it doesn't make any sense. And so you can't retain it. So yeah. then when you kind of, like, peripherally think about this episode, you're just going to think, oh, okay, it's, you know, nothing special, but I'm sure it was fine. No, the mind rejects latching <laughs> onto anything here. There's nothing to latch onto. Yeah. 
It's a weird episode. It's weird. So next episode. Next episode's going to be good? (laughs) So next episode is, well, it's two. It's a two-parter, two-part episode. So the one, the first one, is called This Year's Girl. Mm -hmm. And it's the episode that we're going to learn that uh, commas don't last forever. (gasps) (laughs) And we're going to have a real fun time. Oh, if you could only see my face right now. Oh. I, I'm imagining it. Mm, the yes. Okay. <laughs> Hells to the yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that'll be good times. I'm looking forward <laughs> to that shit. Because, like, I knew you had no idea. So I was really excited to tell you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This has left us all on a much right? higher note than it began. <laughs> right? High note. Here we go. Going out. High note. <laughs> High note, indeed. Well, I think that's about it for this week, then. If our listeners want to reach out to us, they can always do that via email, beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. They can find this episode up on the Reddit. That's buffy.reddit.com. Our pictures for the episode will be posted on Facebook, probably even the duplicates where Mikhail and I both (laughs) highlighted the same thing, because you got to be able to see who did it better, right? Okay, but I stole mine from IMDb because I'm lazy. Mm, That's true. Mine are handcrafted and artisanal. (laughs) <laughs> they are worse you're right ah, much worse <laughs> come on. anyway if you would like to reach out to Michaela or I personally about the things that we said you can find us on Peach a hit new social networking app for iOS that combines parts of Facebook Path Slack Snapchat and Tumblr <laughs> I'm on there at just peachy Michaela I'm on there at fuzzy friends Very nice, and until next week, farewell from the the helmet. Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth.